0: Someone in red, in he to oh, he's it! From and it goes towards the, goal for him. the This could be the most dramatic story of the season. It's Torres. Oh! To get- Hello and welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is Logan Stone.
1: Hello everybody.
0: And a guy who will not be with us the whole time is Matt Hargrove. <laughs> he <laughs>
1: will be in
2: our hearts though. Yeah, so what do you guys think of Brian Flores being fired?
1: That was crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are a <laughs> oh. Dolphins podcast. I guess. I'll be the... The one that's not a Dolphins fan on the track. Hey, the
1: Dolphins have a lot of fo- they have a huge following, Matt and I know they have a huge following in England. I mean it's yeah, because like, they go over there all England. the time. True, yeah. <laughs> Them in Jacksonville. I'm yeah. really sorry for people that think that's what NFL football looks like. But...
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know.
2: Good teams don't go over there. They don't wanna yeah. lose the
0: home game. But that's not important. That's true, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of kind of on topic, right? Because I mean they play at Spurs Stadium, right? And yeah, uh... that is. <laughs>
1: full
0: circle uh but we're talking fa cup and the one carabao cup match that happened this past week uh as we'll be then previewing the midweek action that happens in the Premier league as the football is flying through the uprights and coming hot and heavy right now um Yeah, so we did have uh, the FA – well, let's start with the Carabao Cup. There's the one match. Chelsea beat Spurs in leg one. The next game of that is on Wednesday. Um, Do we know when the Liverpool game is? Oh, Thursday. Yeah. Thursday and Thursday. So the 13th.
2: Yeah, it it just pushed everything back a week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we won't talk why, but uh, (laughs) – They had some they had some false positives, but uh, then there's conspiracy theories uh, online right now. Um, but then on Friday, uh, yeah, well Chelsea two nothing. They had Kai Havertz five minutes in, and uh, then they had an own goal in the 34th minute. Ben Davies' uh, own goal to make it two nothing. That was the Stanford Bridge game, and they're going to be playing in Tottenham uh, at Tottenham. On Wednesday the 12th, and we'll see who gets to the Carabao Cup final. Chelsea have a pretty good head start, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. Does anybody have uh, last minute predictions? Do you think it's going to be Chelsea in this? or I yeah. think they
1: put City back in the final just because they mm-hmm. of held of it. I was trying to look for their game. Thanks. I couldn't find it. Yeah. That own goal was my
2: favorite own goal I've ever, ever watched. It was, was so. That was impressive. That was very fifa I still
0: haven't been able to find it. Is There's it literally,
2: like... it's just like five Tottenham players. It literally is like the ball goes to nowhere near Chelsea. It's just five Tottenham players, and one of them heads it to the other Tottenham player who isn't paying attention, and he heads it into the goal. It's It was incredibly funny. I, I greatly enjoyed it because I hate, hate Harry King.
0: I think I found it here. I'm going to look at it. Uh, but Logan, what your your thoughts here? Uh, is it going to be Chelsea taking on um, Liverpool or Arsenal here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why not. I think, you know, as far as Chelsea's concerned, I, I I think they've got to win a trophy sometime this year. And I think Liverpool and Chelsea are kind of in the same boat right now, just because I think they're they're both looking at instances where they've got to win cup games. Because I'm not sure that the Premier League title is up for grabs really. Um, so I, I do think, I, you know, looking at Chelsea, looking at Tottenham, I, I don't see Tottenham overcoming the deficit. I don't see them progressing on through, just because I, I just haven't seen where their attack this year with the inconsistencies of Kane son, not being able to create. And it does seem like they go through these spells where all of a sudden, what look like players um, we going to contribute. It doesn't look like those players are going to continue to contribute. So I, I do. I think that, There's a massive team at Tottenham. I I just don't think they know the direction. It doesn't bode very well for um, a a Tottenham team that's going to have to go in and and try to outscore Chelsea in an aggregate. Um, So I just don't see it happening. So, yeah, I'm going to say Chelsea goes to the final on this one.
0: All right. Yeah, um, I would probably agree. I don't think Spurs really looked uh, up for it. Then they have to come from, you know, 2-0 down. At this point, uh, I mean, they were two home goals, so I don't even know if Carabao uses away goals right now. I, I, it seems, what, Champions League is the yeah. only thing that got rid of them, or does Carabao get rid of them?
2: Carabao doesn't use away goals. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah, I
0: was going to
1: say, I don't think the domestic cups do. No.
0: So it'll be two. Oh, now I saw it. Okay.
1: The, they'll have to score three at this point. Doesn't, yeah, so they're going like, to have to score three
0: yeah. or go extra time with two.
1: And they've got to stop their own players from scoring so on themselves. So
0: Yeah, that one yeah. was pretty rough. I just saw it here. <laughs> um, that was while I was getting my COVID test, and I was walking in from the car to here, and I missed that goal. <laughs> <Cool. laughs> but then I was off the rest of the day, so I watched the rest of the game. So that was nice. You Something that usually point. doesn't happen. Um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it looks like Chelsea's going to go through. We got Liverpool. um, Arsenal is going to be on Thursday. Uh, Liverpool went out of their way to move this one (laughs) to avoid Arsenal. Arsenal lost to Nottingham in the uh, FA Cup, as we'll talk about here, but pretty good chances Liverpool moves on, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. Arsenal was on a hot streak, but lately it seems to have been cooling down a bit. So what's your thoughts, Matt, as a Liverpool fan?
2: I mean, I'm not, I'm not incredibly confident with how Liverpool have played. So I, I don't think it's uh, – I think it's a very even matchup at this point. Um, without Thiago – oddly enough, it's not even the attack I'm concerned with. The midfield is just so reliant right now on Thiago that if he's out, which he is, <laughs> um, games can really pretty much go any way they want. Uh, I would say if Keita was there, I would feel slightly better, but he's also at AFCON. So you know it's it's like weird. I, I don't think they'll have issues scoring because I actually think Jota and Firmino can easily score. Um, but I don't know. I It's weird. I'm not used to being in the Cups this late as a Liverpool fan. So I also, it's like odd. I don't know what Klopp is going to do because, I mean, he he has a good amount of players healthy, but there are still – There were actual, like, people still out with COVID. Um, So not everybody has actually returned yet. And Trent is also out. And I don't know if he's going to be back or not. And they don't really have a backup right back either. So it'll be interesting. I also think Arsenal are struggling, too, with players. So maybe Premier League just needs to, like, up the amount of registered players to, like, 30 or something. Because they can only have 25, and a lot of teams are... Actually, really struggling between Afcon, COVID, and injuries right now. How about so they a
0: two-man roster with a practice squad.
2: I I've learned a lot about other leagues. and like Germany, you can have like ninety plus registered players. Wow, they don't care. You can have as many. They just require like a specific amount of German players based off of what league you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like Bundesliga two, you need to have like a specific amount on the active roster, but Um, Premier League might have to look into that because if COVID is going to continue to become more, not, I guess it's not more, uh, not more lethal, but it's a lot, it's a lot more contagious. Um, Teams like Lester are about to go through their second, like COVID suspension outbreak. And that's because of the 25 players they have. If you lose 11 of them, which if four, I think they have four at AFCON. So now you're down to seven a couple injuries and a couple COVID cases, you're out. So I actually think that should be something they need to look into because um, I don't think we're going to stop having canceled games until like April at, at this point. England's always cold, so they'll keep catching it.
0: I don't know, I'm thinking it might be until next year. I, mean, I think we might see the same thing creep up again next year with canceled matches again. I feel like we're going to have to start building in well, we can't because of the World Cup. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be how you know. Hopefully, the World Cup doesn't have. They just need to too much of a problem. I guess
2: they need to adjust protocols at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's anything else you can really say about it. Like they just need to adjust it. Um, if not saying if like you're vaccinated, you should play. But like if you are good to play, you probably at this point just need to play because or a f- change squad sizes. If you actually up that to thirty or so. I actually think you would see other teams also buy more players. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe you wouldn't run into this problem and you wouldn't be postponing as many games because I've said it to a couple of people on Twitter. If, if the league lets you do this, then why shouldn't teams take advantage of it at this point? Like, don't, my issue is more getting angry at one team doing it, but not angry at another team. Like, if if anybody should be angry at people, it should be like Leicester fans or Leicester, the team, because mm-hmm. they they're the team that at this point are gonna have the most postponed games. But if if you can do this and you can postpone games, then you should just do it. Like I don't no one's I don't honestly think anyone would get in trouble because I know that they're like talking about investigating Liverpool right now, but what are they gonna do in the end? Go, oh we're going to look into the independent lab that you got tested and realize you didn't actually have any positives, let alone a false positive. Um, So teams will take advantage of it because they want what's best for their team. So if you think you can't play with the 14 players you have, just say you have a couple COVID cases and guess what? They're not stopping you. So just take advantage.
0: Um. So then we had some controversy overseas as well that was not really FA Cup related. It was more Premier League related. And I have my thoughts on this. I want to get your thoughts um, for both of you, especially before Mac goes. Um, You know, some of the talking heads are over there, and like Southampton specifically are protesting, right, that they think that any makeup games should not feature any of the players bought in January if it was a game postponed in December. Um, my thought is that that's just bullcrap because one. So if 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 you sold the players, are you going to be able to get them back from the other team to be like, no, we got to use these players? And I, or you know, if they sold a lot of players, they don't have enough players to make a squad. If you make it those rules. But also, it's everybody's job. Everybody, all the clubs have access to buying players in January. So I feel like that's like, you know, yes, the game was supposed to be in December. It's now moved to January for other reasons or whatever. I think that would be ridiculous to be like, oh, Newcastle, you can't use Trippier. Or, you know, you can't use... uh, And then that would work the same way for Southampton if they go buy somebody then, if they did it that way. And I think then it just kind of gets in... It really gets under the microscope if you say, let's say Southampton sold like three or four players and didn't buy anybody in January, then those three players are not eligible to play in that game. And it might actually hurt them more than it hurts just going up against Trippier. So I don't really get what they were trying to do here. But, um, and Southampton, when they had their games postponed, I think last year at one point or 2020, you know, they were able to use players that they've bought afterwards. So I just don't understand why they're feeling so put out on it. And I guess I'll ask Matt first here are players that come in January. Should they be able to play in games that were postponed in December?
2: Yeah. Um, because of, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head with it. It it's very inconsistent because you were also going to lose players and there's also injuries too. So if a player was hurt in December and then he gets healthy in February, should he not be allowed to play because he just happened to be hurt? Right. What do you do about players who are healthy and then hurt? Should you be forced to put them on the pinch at that point? <laughs> yeah. Because they were on the team and they could play. So it, it, in fairness, what it sounds like, it just sounds like a it sounds like a manager who obviously is concerned about his team's safety for relegation and I, I, I think this is to an extent like a shot at Newcastle because Newcastle are going to be a very different team from December to February because they're still going to probably buy a few more players, probably fairly good players. So he, they're making sure, again, it's, it's looking out for their own team, but at the same time it sounds like you're kind of complaining about it because you want to make sure that your team is facing, to an extent, the weakest team you can because you want to get the three points. But then it does start to harp on just situations like you have big six teams that are going to make Champions League games, and those always cause issues with games getting changed, and, you know, dates get rearranged. Um, making about Cup games, uh, finals can cause that to change. FA Cup games could cause that to change. So you kind of have to look at it and go – Is that going to be a situation you're going to have every year where you go, you can only use the players that you had at the original date? Um, And it's just, I I understand where they're coming from, because I get, especially because a big six team wouldn't say this. It would only be a team fighting relegation. You're not hearing mid-table teams concern about it. Um, And so I I get it because they want their team to be safe for the upcoming year. But there's so many issues with it that there's just no way you could ever get it passed nobody would ever actually go for it
0: how about you logan what's your your thoughts on this
1: yeah i mean at this point you're gonna you're gonna have the issue of covid running rampant you're gonna have injuries like matt said you're gonna have you're gonna get to a point where if you sold a couple players or loaned out like uh, a lot of other teams tend to do uh you're gonna become a point where you're gonna have to play like 13 and 14 year olds from the academy teams just because you're gonna have Nobody to pick from. It doesn't make sense. Uh, this is kind of like in baseball and basketball and any other sport where you cancel a game and you're just going to play the players that you have no matter what the deadline is. It doesn't really it's not it's not like this is going to affect the league. Like I, I, I just not. I'm not convinced that it's going to be so groundbreaking that one player for one match in one game in you know, the middle of April is really going to change the outcome of a lot of things. Um, I, I don't think it's going – especially because a lot of these teams that are having to make up grounds uh, are, are, are tending to be some of the smaller teams that are not going to spend as much money. Um, so, no, I, I don't agree with it. I just don't think it's a smart idea. It puts a lot of people at risk, too. Um, you're putting kids out there that shouldn't be playing or kids that are not going to be in shape. Or at this point of the season, you know, you're know, you going to have guys that are injured that are going to try to play just because they've got to make up ground on a certain Team in, in the table and try to make Europa League or try to stay out of relegation. It just doesn't make sense to me, and I do think that honestly you're going to be able to get some of these games in um, with January if they can kind of come off the COVID night, or if in February at least, just because I think that the the schedules kind of allow it. But once you start to ramp up into the summer, you're going to have Champions League, you know, intensifying. You're going to have a lot of relegation battles. So I just don't see where that would be beneficial to hold people out just because they weren't there before.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just think of it as like ridiculous complaints because everybody knows how the January window works. And if you were to have like, again, let's, let's take for an example, like, you know, let's say Chelsea sold like three players this window and then had a game postponed from December that they had to play. And now those three players are, at atletico madrid what are they gonna loan them them back back. no no they're not because because imagine if they got injured at the game at chelsea instead Mm -hmm. so at that point it's just this is how soccer works here it's it's a transfer window Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to make deal do with it you know with COVID, these things are going to be postponed you know that that's a possibility and it's just what happens
1: well, we've learned that, that fluidity is, is now, I mean, that's something you got to have is that fluidity, the ability to be able to change and adapt to whatever situations are throwing your way. And, you know, I, I do give kudos to a lot of these teams. I mean, hell, Liverpool, I thought that was impressive what they did. I mean, they really could have just kind of st- just uh, gone down a huge slope uh, and just crash and burn when they went down um, 1-0 at home in Anfield. And you've got you know, 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds out there trying to play um, but it's was it it's been like that all year. It's been like that for a couple of years, where teams just kind of step it up. But I think it's going to continue. I think that this will continue, but I do think this protocols change and things change with COVID. I think you're starting to see maybe sort of a light at the end of the tunnel to give some people some hope.
0: All right, so let's go ahead and talk some of these FA Cup stuff. We had Manchester City beat Swindon Town, unfortunately, four to one. Um <laughs> Hey, I root
1: for all the underdogs. Okay, so yeah, no
0: <laughs> FA Cup magic there, unfortunately. Um, elsewhere, Middlesbrough beats Mansfield Town uh, three to two, not by much, not by much. Fulham beats Bristol City one nothing in extra time, and Huddersfield Town beats Burnley two to one. So that's a that's a pretty great result. Coventry City beats Derby County. Oh, here was here was the prize of Saturday for me anyway. Hartlepool United beating mm. Blackpool. Hartlepool is in the fourth tier. Blackpool being in the championship. <laughs> that's, um, not great. They Blackpool had a eight uh, an eight minute lead, and then Ferguson in the forty eighth minute and Gray in the sixty first minute. The young kid Gray comes in and slots at home to give them. The 2-1 victory, I was watching that one. That was a lot of fun. Millwall lose to Palace, but they they had some moments. Millwall had some chances to equalize near the end. Barnsley beats Barrow 5-4 in a crazy game. Wood beats AFC Wimbledon.
1: Yeah, that's a National League team beating uh, a League 2 team there. Wimbledon's, uh, or sorry, League 1, sorry. League one is Wimbledon, uh, and I believe that Boreham is actually the one that was, yeah, they were the lowest of the group in the National League. They're in the fifth tier. (laughs) It was a wild game. They had, like, buses parked behind the stadium and stuff. It was wild looking. Look at they were playing in a parking lot. It was great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then we had, uh, uh, so this is another great one. This is not the National League, but it's the National North and South, which I think is the sixth tier below Mm -hmm. National League. You had Kidderminster Harriers beat Redding. What a name. 2 1. I know they sound German, though, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they honestly, the
1: sound like made up. I actually
2: knew who that team was because one of Liverpool's starting center backs at the end of the year last year, he was on loan there the year prior. And then they tried to loan him back and they rejected it. And then he was starting Premier League games by the end of the season.
1: Was that Kabak? Was
2: it? No, that was Reese Williams. He's at Swansea right now.
0: Oh, no, they Um, are in the fifth tier. Yeah, that's right. Okay.
2: I think we're in the sixth tier a couple years ago. So they are definitely low. I knew that. I watched some of that game, actually. I like watching the little stadiums.
1: Yeah. It makes it feel homey. Like, it makes it feel... That's what I told Jordan before you jumped on, Matt. It kind of makes you just want to pick up and move everything you've got and move over to one of those stadiums and just go to all the games. I was like thinking that like what if you're like can you imagine the life of just
2: like a player who just like stays in league one his whole mm-hmm. life like he makes decent money he plays the sport he loves he gets to hang he'll he'll never go like overseas so he'll just chill at home mm-hmm. and he's just to play different teams in England it honestly looks like probably a really relatively nice life <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I mean this is uh this is great I, I mean I love all these little teams, and you know, some of these you can't even use in FIFA. You know, Kidderminster is not going to be in FIFA, and there they go, beating Reading. Uh, Leicester beats Watford 4 1 and just a you know, normal game, I guess. <laughs> and then you have uh, Newcastle United losing to Cambridge United. That's right, Cambridge United win 1 0, and they sit in the. What I tier? It's not league. loading. They're League, uh, One. They're league yeah. One. Okay, League One. Mm. It's just spinning for me right now. So they're
1: 16th in League One. Too there you, yeah, I they're 16th mean. They're like, in they're like league really low in League
0: One. They sit right above Bolton, yeah. and they sit right below Shrewsbury, who Liverpool face. Mm. Um, then we had Peterborough beat Bristol Rovers. Port Val loses to Brentford 4-1. Uh, Queen's Park Rangers beats Rotherham United on penalties. West Brom loses to Brighton. Uh, Wigan Athletic beat Blackburn. Birmingham City loses to Plymouth Argyle. Chelsea beat Chesterfield 5-1 in a very boring game. Hull City lose to Everton 3-2. Swansea loses to Southampton 3-2. And Bournemouth beat Yeovil Town 3-1. Sunday, unfortunately, our official uh, club of the podcast, Harrogate Town, uh, has lost to Luton Town 4-0. Harrogate promoted the league to just uh, the summer of 2021, going into the fall of 2021. And then Cardiff City beat Preston North End. I watched that one. That was a pain for me because I like Preston a lot from my FIFA days. Norwich beats Charlton Athletic, 1-0. Liverpool beat Shrewsbury, 4-1. Stoke beat Leighton Orient, 2-0. Tottenham beat Morecambe, 3-1. They had to come from behind. That was late. West Ham beat Leeds, 2-0. Wolves beat Sheffield, 3-0. And Nottingham Forest score in like the 80-some minute to uh, 83rd minute uh, to give themselves a win over Arsenal, and then today, Manchester United beat Aston Villa 1-0, McTominay scoring in the eighth minute off, of, off a header. Uh, yeah. So those were all the games. We had some good upsets, but not as many as I think many would want. But, uh, you know, Kitterminster, um, Nottingham. Uh, I mean, some of these teams are going to get knocked out pretty quickly here, though. <laughs> I think Ardible <laughs> beating Blackpool. You know, we had some good stuff, but Boston United in the National League too. I don't know why they play over there. Um, <laughs> I wonder where they actually where they actually play. Oh, they Which call team? themselves the Pilgrims too. Boston United. They weren't. They weren't in the FA Cup part that I was seeing, but I just randomly pulled up this team, and they're. Uh, they sit like two spots below Kidderminster in the table, but Boston United. They call themselves the Pilgrims. They play in Boston, Lincolnshire, England. Hmm. Pretty interesting. They have like a logo that looks like the Mayflower. <laughs> <laughs> All kind. Of, were they rooting for us in that <laughs> in the war? Uh, that's what I wonder. Um, okay. Uh, well, other than that, we have the draw for the next round of the FA Cup. Let me see if I can pull that up for us here. Uh, Looks like it's starting February 5th. We have Bournemouth versus Borehamwood. Borehamwood's got a shot. We got Cambridge versus Luton Town. That's pretty fun. Two two minnows going up against each other. (laughs) Chelsea versus Plymouth Argyle. Crystal Palace faces off against Hartlepool United. (laughs) We got a Premier League matchup with Everton and Brentford. Huddersfield Town versus Barnsley. Kidderminster Harriers get West Ham. Ouch. Liverpool get Cardiff City. Manchester City get Fulham. Yeah. United get Middlesbrough. Nottingham gets Leicester City. And Watch Pier- out, Leicester. Pierborough gets Queen's Park Rangers. Southampton gets Coventry. Stoke gets Wigan. Tottenham gets Brighton. And Wolves gets Norwich. We got a lot of like Premier League matchups. I like that. Yeah. A lot of the lower teams going up against each other to keep. Keep that magic going for a little bit longer. Yeah, that'll be nice.
1: They're a lot of fun to watch, though. I mean, uh, like you said, I mean, there's there's quite a bit of teams that are going to knock each other out, um, to where Let's there's see. just going to be some minnows swimming around.
2: Well, it's kind of fun watching like the little stadiums. Like it is, it is kind of nice to yeah. see like the different little stadiums all around. Um, I like, like when the when-
1: big clubs go too.
2: Yeah, well, that's a huge deal for them. Like mm-hmm. the the small clubs, like mm-hmm. when Tottenham played that like eighth tier yeah. Marine side, like Liverpool fans or not uh, Tottenham fans, like bought tickets just to like help fund the small team, mm-hmm. just because half those players were on furlough because they weren't actually that league wasn't running because of COVID, so those players weren't training. They just like popped up and were like, "Okay, let's play Tottenham," which is nuts.
1: I think there were like guys like asking for their autographs. And there were people, I remember when there were people because they were sitting up on that like in their balcony or like on not the balcony, but like on the perches and stuff, just like looking over the wall to try to see the game. I thought that was pretty cool. Could you imagine just being a big league player having to go back? And that's what all the big players say too is they like going back there just because it kind of reminds them of the roots in which they came from, just because a lot of those clubs are clubs that they would probably support, but because they've gotten to the academies, they're, you know. Yeah, Barty played of. for
0: a lot of those type of mm-hmm. teams, you know? So, like, yeah, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of those players get their start there, get loaned there, and have that uh, have that uh, history with it. Yeah. All right. Well, Matt, do you have to go?
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to head on out here.
0: Well, thanks for... Uh...
2: Rolls for you guys.
0: Miss you. Yeah. Have a nice dinner. Yeah. Have fun. You
2: You guys enjoy. Um, Go (laughs) Liverpool.
0: Okay. Where do we want to go next? We want to preview next week, or did you still have anything else we want to talk about the FA Cup before we move on?
1: No, I I think I can gush a little bit about the FA Cup, but then we can move on after that. But yeah, I I mean that it, it. like he said, it's a lot of fun watching like the teams playing in their small stadiums. I will say, too, that it was uh, – and you and I watched the Hartlepool uh, game. and it, I mean, I, everything about it, it just felt authentic. It felt that, you know, the money's not necessarily as involved as it normally is with some of the big Premier League teams. It, it did have a homegrown kind of feel to it. It had the excitement. I mean, there was a lot of games this weekend. The Barnsley game is one that comes to mind that was absolutely wild. They played Barrow um and it it was like a back and forth the last 10 minutes I think a total of like five goals were scored or something crazy it seemed like once one team had the advantage the other team just completely lost it and it it is kind of weird because depending on different parts of the country I I guess there's different kinds of lockdowns because of the tiers that they're in that they do over there
0: that's what I was wondering why some of the stadiums were very empty I guess that's Mm -hmm. why right
1: yeah, because I've asked a couple of my kids and it's really funny too because uh, there's a bunch of kids that go to my school that I teach that are from England and they support some of these sides. So I have, a, I have a kid in my class that is a Bolton Wanderers fan. You know, I've got a kid in my class whose father owns Peterborough. I mean, it, it it's just cool to kind of hear their perspectives on the teams just because so much of what the big clubs do uh, help fund the smaller teams. So I think that... You know, when you really look at these teams that are just piping along and, and have made it through COVID and they're in these really small stadiums where, you know, you got people standing on the sidelines and you can tell that people know each other and, and are just having a good time. I think it's important that we remember that this is why we don't want the Super League. Like this is why we've been begging and harping on the fact that this this would this whole cup this you know and mls has something similar uh to the to it but not anywhere near well, not the mls tradition. but uh, usa yeah. does yeah. yeah so the us and it, it it's so cool just to see this because it's so it, it's so abnormal because you would never do this in any other sport i mean you could never do this in any other sport so it, it's a it's amazing to watch some of this. It's really cool to see like a Nottingham knock off Arsenal. It's really cool to see Liverpool go down one nil at Anfield. Um, it, it, you know, I, I, last year uh, City almost lost to Cheltenham, which was cool because it was in their stadium. And at this point, when I'm a, I mean, I'm a City fan, you're a Chelsea fan, but I'm sure you and I would take one of these smaller teams beating up on our big boy, um, just because I think it'd be more fun to provide a lot more, more entertainment.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is why people will probably say I'm a bad Chelsea fan or whatever. But the the romanticism of of the cup, right? And the Mm -hmm. fact that Chelsea has won this cup a lot and they've won um, other cups a lot recently, right? Right. I feel like it's so much more noteworthy if a team has... Like, okay, Manchester City this is before you're watching 2013 loses to Wigan athletic Wigan gets relegated that year, but they want a cup. And that's mm-hmm. like one of the things I'm sure they want to stay in the Premier league. Cause they haven't really been back. I don't think, but you know, it's something that can stay with them. Those fans that were at Wembley can recall what winning that against Manchester city felt like. And they had something. My, my whole thing about sports is it's always about winning. Right, and winning and having those moments. So when people say, would you rather finish fourth or would you rather win a cup? Would you rather get relegated or rather win a cup? For me, the answer would always be to win something because I will always remember that experience. Like If I'm sitting there with my kid or if I'm sitting there with my dad and we saw something amazing like Wigan beating City while we're there and we're Wigan fans or something, that'd be so much more memorable than, oh yeah, remember when we escaped relegation? That was nice. Like, it's, you play those tournaments to win and usually those clubs don't have a shot to. So when they do, I mean, obviously Wigan fan, probably you don't want to trade off, You right? You want to win the cup and stay up, you know? And, uh, but but sometimes you got to take what you can get. There's some teams that have never won an FA Cup and I'm sure they would love uh, to do so. And um, I don't know. For me, as a fan, it would always be about about winning, and you know th- those type of memories, winning those cups. And with soccer, you have so many chances to win cups too, which is nice. So you, a- as a Chelsea fan or whatever, too, you can say, "Well, we're going to win this other cup instead." Like right now, Chelsea can win the Carabao Cup, right? And the FA Cup can go to like the Kidderminster. Why not? That'd be fun. You know, not that they're going to win it, but it's um, one of those things that it does more for the sport that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And as somebody that's not from that area, obviously, like, let's say if we were taking a sport that, let's take the U.S. men's national team, Gold Cup. Yes, I want to win that every time, no matter how many times we won the Gold Cup. I'm not going to be like, go Canada, win that Gold Cup. So I can kind of see where like Chelsea fans that live in Chelsea are like, you know, that live in London, the Chelsea district are like, no, I want to win that cup all the time. Right. But as like an outsider fan it and just a soccer fan in general, it, it's so much more fun when those little teams win it and when they get to advance and when they get to do all this fun stuff, because it, it's creating history too, you know, and as a history major. mm mm-hmm. That's fun. Like when you can be like, oh, when was the first time Wigan won the FA Cup? Or when was the first time you know some of the stats that they were quoting about the last time like a, a League Two team has gotten this far and stuff, you know? That's the kind of stuff that is, is so much fun and um makes this sport so so much better that you can have a tier, a team that's made up of like players that don't even play professionally, you know, that are like a you know, like a tier in the in the sixth tier of uh, the England or the fifth tier of England that can go out there and beat a team of professionals that get paid uh, thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars each week to do this. That is what is the magic of the FA Cup. And yes, we do have the U.S. Open Cup here. And to be honest, some of those stories happen more frequently here, I think, than there because the gap between the MLS and some of these lower teams are are not as big, Meaning that the MLS players still don't make as much as like the EPL players. And like we had a run where Christos FC, their Baltimore team, very local, little team, ended up getting to face DC United in a US Open Cup. I went (laughs) to that game. And they took the lead and the place went nuts and it was great. And then DC and I put them away like four one, right? Yeah. But it, that moment was very special. And if they had pulled that off, it would have been great. They even showed that highlight on ESPN Sports Center, That's by the awesome. way. Uh when they took the lead. They were like, Will this actually happen? Um, no, it didn't. But <laughs> no, it did But sometimes that happens more frequently here because, you know, like I said, the gap is not as huge. So you might have more upsets, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that's what the magic is. I can't wait till the U.S. Open Cup comes back, and we'll be talking about that this year on Stateside Soccer Show, which will be our first time covering that officially on the show. So that'll that'll be very nice. So Jordan, I got a
1: quiz question for you. Since 1988, uh, when Liverpool won it over Everton in 1988, do you know how many teams currently reside in the per- or how many teams have won the cup that don't currently reside in the Premier League? None. What? None. None. No, like how many teams have won the? Oh, that don't of, sit in the yeah. Premier that don't League sit right in now. the Premier League.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant that Since didn't win it when they were in the Premier League.
1: No, no, no. Since nineteen eighty-eight.
0: Jeez, um, it's probably a low number. I would go three. I think it
1: goes two. Two. Do you know two? Yeah.
0: Wigan and um.
1: There was a. An odd winner in 2007 and 8.
0: Oh, 2007 and 8. That's like when I just started watching.
1: Who, it's a really weird one, too, because I was like, Who what?
0: won it back then? Um, what tier are they in right now? Mm, let me click
1: on them. They are currently League One. Jeez.
0: Oh, my. Um Is that like a – no, they're in championship.
1: And I'll give you a hint. They played Cardiff City, which is
0: really odd too. Oh, when they won it? Yeah. Oh, geez. Who's even in tier – who's even in League One right now? You should pull up a
1: list of League One teams. (laughs) Let me
0: pull up a list of teams. Let's see if you can come
1: up with it. Because I thought this was fascinating. I really thought it was fascinating that Cardiff City had made it. But then I started looking at, like, runners-up, Jordan. And since 1988, I mean, you've had teams, uh, mm. runners-up, such as Nottingham, Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, Middlesbrough, uh, Millwall, Cardiff, Stoke, Portsmouth, Hull City, and Watford, I think, was probably... If I
0: had to guess, and I'm wrong, I think, it Sheffield Wednesday? No. No. Uh- Ipswich Mm -mm. oh dang it's not Sunderland right no Bolton
1: nope
0: dang then I yeah I would have no no clue Portsmouth oh that's right yeah that's right they were up in the Premier League uh when I started watching and and they actually fell down pretty quickly um I think Kevin Prince Boateng played for them and uh had did a slide tackle on Michael Ballack that set Michael Ballack out of the 2010 World Cup. Um, yes, yeah, so
1: this was it was a 1-0 game. Uh starting lineup. I'm trying to think if there's anybody on here that I would probably not. Uh
0: Uh
1: Aaron Ramsey was on that team. Okay, yeah. Thirty-one year old. He was a bench player then, so he was a youngin. That's one name I know. The other one was
0: Peter Crouch on there then, or that was that afterwards. Uh, on
1: or sorry, on Portsmouth. Yeah. Not uh, it looks like after. No, uh, Aaron Ramsey played for Cardiff at that point. Uh, okay, but no, uh, Peter Crouch is not on over here. Oh. Uh, Okay, uh Lasana Diara, I do remember that name. Cause he played for Chelsea, didn't he? Yeah. Locomotive Moscow, Chelsea, yeah. Arsenal, Real Madrid, PSG.
0: Oh yeah, they had Diop too. Okay, so they had Diop, they had Jermaine Defoe. Not maybe not on that starting squad here, but I'm looking yeah. at the twenty seven uh, two thousand seven to two thousand eight season. Is
1: mm-hmm. that the season? Yeah, two thousand and eight or or was that the year before? It was that was the year before. It was 2000, or no, 2007, 2008. Yeah, it was before Okay, so 2007, yeah.
0: 2008. Here's their squad you have David James in goal, Lucian Albi in defense, Lauren in defense, Glenn Johnson, Lasana Diara, Herman, uh, Herman, um, I could not pronounce that. He's Icelandic. Mm hmm. Uh, Papa Buop Diop, uh, Papa Buba Diop, if I said that right, um, for Senegal. Yeah, uh, Milan Barros, David Nugent, Sully Montari, Jermaine Defoe, Sylvan Distin, uh, No pa- uh, Pamarat. Um, we had, not we, but, you know, uh, they had John Utaka, Arnold Vumbia, Nico Cranjar. Uh, Martin Cranny, Jamie Ashdown, Richard Hughes, Sol Campbell as the captain, Kanu, Sean Davis, Pedro Mendez, Azmir Begovic, and Frank uh, Songongo. Pretty good squad, actually. It was 2010 when they had even better players and they uh, ended up getting relegated. And they were also in the, were they in the FA Cup final? 2009
1: and 10 with Chelsea.
0: Yeah. Yep. And Chelsea won. Both that's when you had
1: Kevin Prince Boateng.
0: Yes. Kevin Prince Boateng. That's when he tackled <clears throat> Ballack.
1: Oh, that's wild. Like that, that roster's wild.
0: Talk about a fall from grace, though. I mean, they're in League yeah, One, kind of, no. kind of like a Sunderland. But even then, they mm-hmm. were in cup finals constantly. Like, that's that's. Not, if we have any Portsmouth fans, let us know. All right. So Wednesday we have West Ham. Uh, no, sorry, Tuesday we have Southampton versus Brentford at two forty-five. We have West Ham versus Norwich at two forty-five on Wednesday. Friday we have Brighton versus palace at three o'clock saturday we have man city versus chelsea great burnley versus leicester at 10 o'clock newcastle versus watford at 10 o'clock norwich versus everton at 10 wolverhampton versus southampton at 10 aston villa versus manchester united oh so they just play each other again after that cup game Mm -hmm. (laughs) sunday we have liverpool brentford um West Ham versus Leeds and then Tottenham versus Arsenal in the London derby. Are these midweek
1: games makeups? Is that why they're so weird? I think so. Like I feel like that's a really weird collection of teams to play.
0: <laughs> I think so cuz Brentford had some cancellations,
1: right? Yeah, let me check the table. Brentford Brentford Brentford. Yeah, they're missing a couple games. Who else is on that list? Is Everton uh,
0: no, was Brighton. Or no? Oh, no, that's a Friday game. So that's a weekend. So then it's West Ham, Norwich.
1: Yeah, so Norwich is missing a couple games. Like if you're if you're comparing it to City and Chelsea who have 21 games, everybody else has 20 or 18 or 19. So they're all still trying to catch up to what City and Chelsea have done. Most of the teams, I think, should have about 20. So there's a lot of games that need to be made up. So, yeah, but, yeah, there's there's quite a few teams on here that – are clearly teams that are still trying to do some makeup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looks like here. <sighs>
1: It'd be yeah. really weird when we get back to a regular season. You know what I mean? Like ones where we're not canceling games and stuff. At this like, point, I behind. don't
0: know when it'll be because even that's next true. year it's not normal with the World Cup. So, from what I've heard too, it's don't like
1: know. They, they expect the next normal season for Premier League to be 2023 like 23 24. Mm. It's like the next that's wild to me to think that that's the next time we'll see like a normal
0: schedule. I know, you know it'll make the show a lot easier I think.
1: <laughs> and and another thing that they said that was weird is this will be it'll be strange to get accustomed to after World Cup year in the fall when they start the new season that there won't be players missing to start the year, which will be really weird to get used to too because they're usually missing, you know, that first month or whatever it is because they're still recovering from the world cup if you're going deep into it a lot of weird stuff coming down the pipeline at least the at least the u.s when they win the world cup there's not gonna be much of an issue because i think once they world cup then mls is done and we can celebrate our world cup championship in 2022
0: yeah and you know we're gonna have uh for people that don't know i guess we'll probably put them on the stateside feed i guess what the world cup stuff but we're gonna cover the world cup. Mm-hmm. I, I wanna cover more than just the USA. We can put it on
1: here too. We can put it we'll on put
0: both. It, yeah, we put it on both usually anyway. Yeah. But um how many yeah. days how many days is it to the world cup? Dude? Holy crap,
1: uh 280. No, that's not even close.
0: No, you I mean you're not um, too far off. 320. Close, 314. Dang. Three fourteen. <laughs> and we're gonna cover our first world cup on the show. And, uh, you know, bearing a r- really bad results, the USA should be there <laughs> and we should be talking about it on state side show. We'll, we'll cover the U S stuff on state side show, which you can hear on this feed as well. But I think. um
1: For a couple could be simultaneously on both. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm thinking.
1: But speaking of which, that's all coming up really soon. Cause I know a lot of the Europeans, if you're listening to this, a lot of your teams, you've already solidified some spots. Italy and Portugal is one I'm still watching because I'm like, uh, I'm really inter- interested to know that both of them, I mean, one of them's missing out. It's going to be wild. There's either going to be no Euro cup winner or, or yeah. Uh, or there's going to be, no uh, no Ronaldo in a world cup. I feel like that's weird. Like not having a Ronaldo or Bruno Fernandes or Bernardo Silva, or it's just yeah. strange for me.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be something. Yeah, if if we want to just talk about it real quick, the, the playoffs for the UEFA side of it are in March, and we have Wales versus Austria for the semifinals. Um, Scotland versus Ukraine. The winner of those two games are gonna face each other for one of the spots. Then we would have Russia versus Poland, Sweden versus Czech Republic the winner of those two are going to face each other for a spot. Portugal, Turkey, Italy, North Macedonia, the winner of those two are going to face each other for a spot. And then in the summer is when we get like the CONCACAF third round. I mean the CONCACAF fourth <clears throat> place person versus the Oceana and AFC, um, versus Conable. Um, kind of the ones that are qualifying for those those are going to be in june and they're one leg and they are in qatar they're actually going to be playing those in qatar so no home advantage or anything
1: were you the one that sent me that i don't know if fans have heard that and we can talk about that because that was fascinating the stadium that was made out of containers like the shipping cargo yeah it's like a deconstructive.
0: Really like you can take it anywhere
1: yeah Like, pick it up like a pack and play. I think what's happening is, like, uh, the United States is using it for the 2026 World Cup. They're just putting it on a boat and shipping it on over because New York City FC needs a new stadium. There you go. We found (laughs) NYCFC a
0: stadium. Oh,
1: my goodness. I need to tweet that.
0: All (sighs) right. Well, I guess we'll start wrapping it up. Hey, Logan, I got a question for you. Hey
1: Jordan, what are you going to talk about? Do what you like podcast we going to talk about? Yeah, sure. I like soccer. What, what's up?
0: Do you like Marvel? I do like
1: Marvel. This is getting really fun for me.
0: And have you ever thought about what a Tony Stark owned team would look like?
1: Not really, but I'm sure you're going to tell me more.
0: <laughs> me and Jack, Jack from the Final Third, uh, which is another podcast out there that talks soccer. They talk all things world soccer. They, uh, he, he joined me on the show to talk. Uh, he came up with this great idea for our Marvel podcast that we have to the Infinity Saga and beyond. Let's make a starting 11 out of MCU Marvel heroes. And I said, let's also make an owner and coach out of these as well. And we also each came up with three substitutes. So uh, we, we came up with team names, it, it was great. Uh, great fun. We recorded it. It took about an hour to record that, and it was a lot of fun. We, we had to give reasons, too. It's not just being like, oh, I'm going to put this person here because I like this person. We had to give reasons why we thought they would fit on that position, why we feel like they would uh, succeed there, and it was a lot of fun. So I do recommend checking that out for anybody. Uh, we did tweet it on our stateside account. But if you're interested, you can reach out. Uh, look for us on Twitter at to Infinity Saga or Facebook.com/slash Infinity Saga Beyond. You can listen to the episode at Anchor.fm/slash Infinity Saga Beyond, and you can follow us on Spotify for it. And you know you'll be able to see it there as well. But it was a, a lot of fun, and I I think my team was better than Jack's, so I think I would win.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm excited to give the episode a listen, because I've got a couple of car rides back and forth. It takes me about 30 to 45 minutes to get home every once in a while, so uh, I'm going to have to listen to that starting tomorrow. Uh, it's I, doing we,
0: well, too, right now. It's actually doing better than I thought it would. That's
1: good. I know,
0: I do know a lot of people liked it, so it
1: was it was interesting to see kind of people retweeted or like it, um, because they thought it was a unique idea, and it, it fit really well with, the, with both podcasts, so I'll have to take a listen and before we get into all twenty-eight of these teams and have to listen to everybody else's podcasts, so
0: yeah. So what's else going on, Logan?
1: <laughs> yeah, so we're in the we're at the very beginning of uh, a month, Jordan. And I like to call hell week or hell month. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we uh, we do a very crazy thing over there on Stateside Soccer Show where we give a in-depth preview with everybody from different markets covering all the different teams in MLS. We do about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour with uh, each of our guests, and we talk a lot about their team. So we get a lot of on the ground, inside the team, uh, some coverage that we don't usually get to see, uh, just kind of seeing it as, from a Bird's IOU, um perspective. So Jordan and I have all sorts of people uh, that we're going to line up, special guests, hopefully get some, some, other, uh, some other blood in there. Uh, I know we've done a lot of the same kind of people, but um, we do tend to have some of our, our favorites, but we'll also kind of shift around and, and ask some new people just to kind of get our feet wet with some others. Um, but yeah, looking forward to 28 uh, teams now. Yeah. 28 teams. Yeah. Which is wild. So pretty excited for that. And that'll be dropping. We record our first one tomorrow night. So we're, we're starting at Jordan. It's it's now started. It's
0: actually happening again. There we <laughs> go. But yeah, so that, that's been a lot of fun too. So if you're, uh, you know, if you followed us along that last year, or if you haven't, and you're interested in MLS, uh, we'll be breaking down each team and looking ahead to the season, which we're really looking forward to. And it, like we said before, we're also having the U S open cup this year, kind of like the FA cup. So that'll be a lot of fun to talk about. we got CONCACAF champions league coming up soon as well. So lots of fun and lots of stuff to cover. Over on Stateside Soccer Show. So you can reach us there on Twitter at Stateside Show. But yeah, so if you want to follow this show on Twitter, and if you haven't, it's at Stoppage Show, uh, Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Email us, Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com or Instagram at Stoppage Time Soccer Show. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day. Kane has stolen it death. That's what he's there for. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.